then. It's a little bit out there. But Polly people, Wagner, hello. Liza Borges, hello. That's a $300 billion I, lawsuit. A lot of folks are saying Car, uh, the National Association of Realtors may fold. I don't think so. I think, uh, uh, who knows? You know, we'll talk about that here. We got three, two, two one. Good Wednesday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and this is Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us on the I Love Seville Network. We are live in downtown Charlottesville the morning after Election Day. Yes, we will talk about some of the results from Election Day. Most of those results, in fact, all the results went as expected. Um, in Charlottesville City, Albemarle County, and beyond. How that's going to impact real estate in the housing industry? Hmm. Well, hmm. you'll get what you had before Election Day. Hmm. Today. Hmm. There's your $98 next million to- dollar ne- answer right next there. Topic. Right there will be no change for housing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I think... I think I th- well, well, welcome Keith Smith oh, here, Judah. If you want to go to the studio camera in a two-shot? I can't see how... The same folks getting elected and the same parties getting elected will have any change whatsoever for housing in Almoral County, in Charlottesville, and in Central Virginia. Yeah, so everything went as expected, except they were closer races than I think certain folks may have anticipated it it to be. So that tells me that there are some uh, other thoughts out, out there. I think I think where the ones to watch as far as housing is concerned and and let's say increasing inventory are going to be what we've been talking about forever the outlying counties right I, you know I think the county of Albemarle is on the path that it's on I actually in my suit today because I have a regional housing partnership board meeting this afternoon after after the show so and uh, Malik wins correct B Lapisto currently wins correct Michael Pruitt who could be pro housing is one of five people, and the five people he serves on the board on do not want housing in Almoral County. Well, I think, I, I think that's an, a little bit of an oversimplification. They, they, they want it, but they want it a certain way, right? What, what is the... What is the uh, they want it to be in the 5% developmental area. So, so um, uh, Judah, help, help me out here. What's the, um, what's the burger commercial? The Burger King, have it your way? Yeah. Right. So that's kind of what what they want. So look, it'll stay in there. I, you know, the the likelihood of the five percent growing is probably not going to happen. It's probably I have better chance of winning the 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 lottery. That's of whatever billions of dollars at this particular point. But the ones I think to watch are going to be some of the outlying counties. Um, Green County kind of went the way um, we kind of expected it to go. I think. But it's interesting. There is one new board of supervisor in Greene County that we don't know who it is because the Monroe District was a, was a write-in. There was nobody running, and there was a write-in, about 300 votes, if I remember the, the tally correctly, on it. So there's a, there's a vote that's going to be sitting at the board uh, come January that, at the moment, we don't know who that is. Um, so, you know, there's a possibility that, that things might go housing way a little bit in Greene County. I'm probably thinking they're not. I don't think that's happening. Uh, I, I would agree, but but we don't know who that other vote is, right? At, at this particular a particular moment. The other thing about Greene County is we also don't know who's filling the seat that was vac- vacated, right? So you know, whoever fills that seat that's vacated will fill it out for the rest of the term. We won't know that I think until the end of November at the next uh, Greene County board meeting. So there could be, and I'm just a pav- um, prefacing could be a little bit of a pro-housing lean to Greene County, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say not. Uh, Fulvana County is going to stay the same, I think. You're going to, there'll be more discussion about it. There'll be more conversation about it. Uh, but is it going to make any, is there going to be any impacts in Fulvana County as far as increased housing stock? Probably not. Because TJ Fadley, who's been on this network multiple times, including on the Kyle Miller show, which airs Thursdays at 10.15 a.m. here on this network, he said he wanted to expand the, compre- the 5% developmental area. Yeah. T.J. Fadley said he was willing to do that. B. Pistol Kirtley is not willing to do that. Yeah, well, and B. Pistol Kirtley wins in the Ravana district. Yeah, so elections matter. We now have the same board members that were there two days ago. And Malik is going to serve for fifth consecutive term. That's exactly That's right. 20 straight years in Almoral County for Supervisor Malik. But but it was a close vote though. 
And, and as far as vote, votes go, and, and historically looking at our district, it was a pretty close vote, which, which means that there are voices out there, right? And these voices need to show up to the meetings, and these voices need to, need to participate and not leave it up to folks like Neil Williamson that does all the, the heavy lifting, actually to show up to uh, the meetings and, and, hear, and get your voice heard. But long term... It, it's what we've been talking about to the end of the, until we're blue in our face. Inventory is not going to increase because we're just not going to get the volume of new construction units that's going to come up. What's in the pipeline is pretty much what's going to be in the pipeline. Developers aren't going to go to Fulvana County. I, I can assure you that at the moment. They're probably not going to go to Greene County. They're going to kind of work with what they've got right now. I may be wrong. Right? It's really depends on, it really depends on who fills this seat for the remainder of the vacancy, which I think it's another 12 months, if I'm not mistaken on it, and then we don't know who this write-in vote is. So there's a potential that um, there could be a more favorable twist in Greene County towards housing. At the moment, we don't know, because we just don't know who's sitting in that. When we don't know who's sitting in two seats right now in Greene County. That's a big thing out of five. Two of them, we don't know. So we shall see. What now, else surprised you last night? Uh, yeah, I think I think um, it didn't. As far as the state level, I wasn't surprised at all that that the, uh, the Senate and the House flipped a hundred percent, not a hundred percent, but flipped to the Democratic side of of the aisle. It's a narrow flip; it's not huge. Um, but you know, I, I had a conversation with a couple of my Democratic friends on the way in this morning, and I said, you know, and these are pro housing folks, and I said, well, be careful what you wish for; you you might just get it. And you got it, so now what are you going to do with it, right? What are you going to do come January 1? If everybody is screaming that housing affordability and the lack of inventory is a crisis, so what are we going to do? We shall see. So no big surprises, to be honest with you. I, I, didn't, I didn't really expect the House and the Senate to solidly go Republican. I may be wrong, but... You know, I didn't expect it. Well, um, viewers and listeners, your thoughts. Put them in the feed. We will relay them live on air. So the uh, question becomes on real talk with Keith Smith. The question becomes our bet on the city about do they adopt before the end of the year? I don't think you're winning that bet. I don't think I'm winning that bet. I, you know, there, there's there's some possibility I might, but we shall see. And uh, but the the I mean, you're running out of meeting time here. I'm running out of meeting time. I've got. I think I've got three meetings left. Do you I, have one more in November? I think it's less than that. Is it two meetings? I think there's one at the end of and November. And isn't one of the but meetings not gonna, impacted by Christmas? Yeah, yeah, they're not. Yeah, if if it doesn't come up in the December first December meeting, right? I've lost. Yeah, and I will show up with a bottle of with bourbon. a bottle of top shelf bourbon. Top shelf bourbon because that's the only thing I do is top shelf. Well, it's the only thing I drink is top <laughs> shelf. <laughs> I know that. We I've lost enough bets to you. I know. I know. The I only know. thing I drink. We sh- we shall we shall see. But the question be- becomes um, are is the new board, new count city council, which really only is one extra one Natalie Alshorn in place of Leah Perrier, which is one new person, um, are they going to want to to do a relook at, at all of this? And I think the answer to that is no. I think there is a meeting on November 20th. Yeah, but it's not, they're not going to take this up. If, November 20th, there's a meeting. Yeah, yeah. There's a meeting. I'm looking at the schedule here for city council. There's a meeting on Monday, December 4th. Yeah. And then there's a meeting. And the time between the 22nd and the 4th is pretty short. And December got, 18th. Wow, they got one before Christmas. Yeah. Could it be a Christmas present for Keith Smith on December 18th? You know what, brother? It's a present. Either way, it's a victory. Either way, it's a victory. That means the bar here gets full more. Either either, either way, it's a victory. I get to go ahead and and celebrate um, uh, a cocktail. So, what, do, a, what are your thoughts thing. on Malik? Twenty straight years in office. Well, on the positive side, there's a thing called institutional memory. On the negative side, and I know I know Anne well, uh, know her family well. Um, you know, some. Times new blood's a good thing. Twenty years is a long time in 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 a position like that. So you know, we shall see. It's 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 the same conversation I had with James this morning for Havana County, and the same conversation I had with James when he was on the set. If you should not win, which he did not, stay engaged, right? Stay engaged. 
you know, make your voice matter. Same thing on Anne's side of the house. The, the, whoever lost. Brad the, Rickle. The, Brad should have his voice be heard and be in, in the meetings. And the people that supported him should be in the meetings. Because I, I, you, if you're looking at the numbers right now, how much d- the difference was, I could do it quickly. The on Malik that. and uh, Rickle race was closer than anticipated. Correct. I'll highlight some of the viewers and listeners watching. Brent Lillard, welcome to the show. Harold Hertz, the real estate investor. Heck, Brett Lillard's a real estate investor as well. Ivy Haynes. Hey, Ivy. Uh, Sandra McDonald, Dean Russell, Scott Thorpe, the commercial broker. Welcome to the broadcast. Georgia Gilmer, hello. Catherine Lochner, she ran for school board at one time. Welcome to the show. Bellamy Brown, hello. Jamie Turner, uh, mayor of Gordonsville, real estate investor. Supervisor Jesse Rutherford, Joshua Tracy, hello. Kristen Smith and Keswick, Andy Zeman, who's going to be on the show on Friday. Yep. Love you, Andy Zeman. Um, sincerely mean that. Looking forward to having you on the program on I, Friday. I, I, I can't wait to hear from a lender's perspective of this decoupling. That's what I was. So I had a pretty decent conversation with them, at least from my perspective. He might think otherwise, but I had a great conversation with him. Uh, I would love to hear it from a, a lender's perspective on how this decoupling is going to impact the market from his his end of it. So Andy Zeman on Friday's Real Talk. Jason Howard, hello. Katie Pearl. John Snow, Kevin Higgins, Chad Wood, Gary Palmer. Gary, I'm going to see you tomorrow at 10.15. I'm looking forward to that. Or is it 10 o'clock, Gary? I think it's tomorrow at 10 a.m., Gary. Uh, Ginny Hu, Carly Wagner, all welcome to the broadcast. Viewers and listeners, put your thoughts on the feed about yesterday's election. Of course, we're going to cover this um, extremely well on our 12.30 program. Kevin Higgins has this. Um, I apologize if you've covered this already. Does the recent Missouri verdict regarding real estate commission versus the NAR the two firms concern you. We've talked about that last week. We talked about that on Monday with Denise Ramey. Um, I don't think concern's the right word. I think the right word would be it's an industry that's going to change and pivot, and it continues to have to pivot just like any industry does. Yeah, it, it's going to change and, and, and pivot, and I think um, you know ultimately uh, we in the, in the profession have to take a little bit of ownership in, in this, and it, we talked about this on on Monday uh, when with Denise, who is on the NAR board, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. National Association of Realtors. Some folks think NAR is going to fold. You know that? I, I, yeah, I, I don't. I, no, I don't think NAR is going to fold. I think the top lobbying group in the country. No. Yeah, by dollar spent. The National Association oh, no, of Realtors. No, 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 without a doubt. It's, is the number one lobbying group in America. La- I think it's the largest uh, association. They spend the most money yeah. lobbying yeah. government. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I see it's changing. I see the version of the National Association of Realtors that we see today will be different here in the near future. One year, two years, How so? whatever it is. Well, I just think, you know, this, this has rolled along. We just talked about it on the intro, right? The next lawsuit that's in there is three, you know, they're asking for $100 billion, right? But you treble that, it's $300 billion, right? So that's a lot of money. And if they lose it, we called, or I called the first one, if this thing goes completely I through, think they're going to lose it. They're going to lose that one too. Yeah, there's I, a I precedent. Just, there's a precedent set, but it's more than that. It's now out in the lexicon of everybody. I was at a listing yesterday, <coughs> and, you know, this comes up, and we, we, Yona and I and our partners and the professionals that are out there, we have this conversation with our buyers and sellers, right? We talk about our compensation. We talk about our value. We talk about what we bring to the table. We've always negotiated commissions. Commissions have always been negotiable on that stuff. And, and we negotiate every time we sit down and, 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 and talk to folks on it. So uh, this particular list uh, client has decided to go with the normal amount of eggs um, that, that, that's been out there, and that's great, and we're going to list it that way. And we're gonna so do- this particular client, the eggs are coming from? The seller. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, so technically, right oh, you're list. You're listing the house. We're listing. The okay. House. I understand. We're listing. The Sorry, house. I thought you were representing the buyer. No, no. But but Jerry, this conversation is now having on both sides of the house. Oh, I you understand. Have, to have it on both sides of the house. Much much stickier conversation when when representing the buyer than the seller, though. But is it really sticky? I think it's a stickier. Conversation. If I do my job, if I'm okay with what I do for a living and how I get paid and how I demonstrate my value, to me, it's not sticky. If I can't do that. 
And we've been talking about this for show after show after show. If I am not good enough to negotiate what I do for a living and how I get compensated with you, how the hell am I going to do it when I negotiate on your behalf for a contract? Because, by the way, in a listing agreement, there's a box that checks. It gives me the right to, to go ahead and, and do that. Excuse me, in the buyer-broker agreement to go ahead and do that. So, look, I, I, back to the question on, on the National Association of Realtors. Um, this is my opinion. This is not my opinion of anybody above me. Um, and this is only based on conversations I've had with pretty smart people that are in the room at the C-suite level. Um, I think at some point... NAR is going to have to do some settlement, some nationwide settlement. It's going to have to do that because if it just keeps on running this train down the road, now it's going to take a long time to get through it, but at some point, Jerry, they just need to get this on the right side of the track, get the train back on the track, and then move forward. Get this behind us and then start making some, I think, changes in the industry. And it's not really changes. If you've been doing your job right, there is nothing to change. Right, if you've been doing it right, but Woody Fincham and I, um, Woody's ha- watching. Had- he says he doesn't think Nar will fold. No, I don't think it'll fold. It'll be a new version of itself, right? It'll be a new version of itself. That's all. It'll re 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 retool itself, re move on with it, and then, you know, we talked about this on Monday. How, we- how, let me ask you a question. How will the National Association of Realtors cover? Billions and billions and billions of dollars. We answered that question on Monday. And settlement money. You know the answer to that. It's, it's going to tax the agents. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. So if they do a lawsuit, I mean, I don't, look. <clears throat> so here's a follow-up question. So this is two guys having a conversation yeah. over a cup of coffee. That's why people like to watch. Yeah, having yeah. a cup of coffee. I would have preferred something from over there. We can but, get that. But, but having, a, having a conversation about it. From a practical perspective, right, this lawsuit's going to take the path it's going to take, right? There's a lot of lawyers. There's people involved in it. We're talking a, a huge amount of money. At the, min, at the moment, $6 billion. At some point in the future, if this other lawsuit goes through the system and, in my opinion, is probably going to lose, there's probably another 300 on top of it. Somewhere between now and then, there's going to be some sort of settlement that's going to be, going to be made just like Remax did, just like Redfin did, right? Um, so what will happen is, is they'll do that. To answer your question directly, yeah, the please. agents that have left over... We'll cover the tax. So think about... Think about think Ray Cadell, what do you think? Think about it this way. From that perspective, NAR is no different than a homeowner's association. Okay. What can a homeowner association do? Pretty much everything. It can do a special assessment. Yeah. Let me throw this to you, though. And so that's what it'll be. It'll be some sort of, they'll say, hey, it's going to be, we're going to negotiate X amount of dollars. And everybody that I'm talking in the room, this isn't about money. This is about changing the transparency of the business, right? And what'll happen, this is my opinion, I, I, I'm, <laughs> this is just me, Keith Smith, speaking at this particular point in time. Uh, on it is they'll go ahead and change the rules. There will be a decoupling. It's already starting across the country. It'll just pick up speed, speed on it. Decoupling is when the buyer and the seller commissions are separated, right? Um, they'll have commissions written into the contract. There'll be buyer broker agreements that'll get tweaked a little, tweaked a little bit. They'll settle a lawsuit and then there'll be for four years or five years or 10 years. It's no different than what happened with the, um, Tobacco class action lawsuit, right? The tobacco companies dumped a bunch of money into an account. It sat in some attorney's account, and people made claims against it, and money got pulled out. It was the same thing as the asbestos, right, the commercials you see on, on television, the asbestos um, class action lawsuit. My suspicion is that's the way it's going to go. It's just too much money on the table. We already lost I don't think we're going to win the appeal. I don't think you're going to win the appeal. Right? Um, and if I'm sitting in the boardroom, we're going to continue our fighting of this. And Denise, God love her, you know, she's on the board. She has certain talking points she needs to follow. I don't. Right? Um, and in the meantime, behind the scenes, there's a bunch of negotiations going on. I mean, how would Hannah, 
Howard Hanna, I know Howard Hanna, I introduced the two owners of Howard Hanna at a CEO event, had cocktails with them. They can't afford a portion of $300 billion. So they're going to start pressuring, this is what will happen, they're going to start pressuring NAR to come, they're the 10-ton elephant in the room, they're the ones that have the ability to tax me as an agent, and that's ultimately where this is going to settle out. The faster they get to that, in my opinion, this is my two cents worth, and I might be getting fired here by the end of this show. Um, is, fired by whom? It's just, you own the company. Yeah, just kidding. Um, I may be get excommunicated, though, from certain organizations. I'll, I'll throw this to you. Here's a follow-up question. I think excommunication is a better word. Here, here, here's a follow-up question for you. I think I got Follow-up question for you, Woody. Follow-up question for you, Ray Cadell. Follow-up question for you... Uh, realtors watching, Josh Tracy, Carly Wagner, Katie Pearl, Andy Zeman, you're in the game. Question for you, Beth Mark, you're in the game. So, so back to the Ann Malik thing, I did the math. Um, she only won by 11%. Seth Liskey, the real estate investor in Stanton, hello. 11.518%. Seth, let's do a deal. Um, this is the question I have for you. You're saying car is going to pass. No, I don't know what car is going to do. Or excuse me, NAR. The National Association of Realtors is going to pass the hat, and the hat is going to pa- be passed to its members. Its members are Well, it realtors. doesn't have. Well, here's the question. Here's the question. NAR doesn't have the money in its coffers to cover billions of dollars. What companies do outside of, like, Apple, yeah, yeah. NVIDIA, yeah. okay? The big, the big, before you ask the question, the big thing to watch when it comes out is, and I, won't think, I don't think that's to the 20th of November, when they actually set the bond amount. Oh, I know. For the first thing. That will be the first telltale sign. Explain uh, that to the viewers and listeners. Yeah. So when you do a class action lawsuit, so the, it got troubled, so it's, I'm rounding it up. It's $6 billion, right? So now what's going on is between the, the defendants, which is a series of them, are, are about ready to go through a hearing to set the bond amount. So it's like you've... You, you get arrested, right? You have to post a bond, right? So there's going to be a bond amount, which the judge gets to determine this, by the way, one person. And we'll find out what that, that amount is. And, you know, when they set the bond amount, we shall see. Here's the question. Massive, we're talking huge chunks of money. The speculation, Wall Street Journal said, what was the percentage? And you think it's inflated, but what was the number? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they projected up to 80% of agents getting out. I getting think, out of the game. Yeah. Let's cut that in half. I think 40 to 50 is realistic. Okay, 40 to 50% of agents getting should, out of again, the game. Again, this is, for the sake of everybody listening, this is just my opinion. Yeah. Right, okay. I mean, you're, it's real talk with Keith Smith. There you go. Um, 40 to 50% of the agents getting out of the profession. I think you see that. So that leaves a lot less agents in the profession. Sure. Number goes up. So the lot less agents that are left in the profession just got hit with a well, heftier price tag. Yet. If it goes the way I think it will go, and they end up settling with some dollar amount, and by the way, this is just not me. I'm regurgitating what I'm hearing. Why from. would those agents stay in NAR? And that's what will happen. They'll start pulling out. Why would they be like, and then that, leaves, that leads to NAR not having the membership it once had. So, yeah. like, if NAR, if this basically is what happened, NAR has a bag of money that it owes in a class action lawsuit. And no, you it's think, not just NAR, though. It's NAR and, and other firms. Other defendants. Right, right, right. And 40% of the agents skedaddle out of the profession. Why that was happening regardless, I think. That's why wouldn't others just leave to avoid this? Well, that's what Remax did. That's what I'm saying. So, Remax, Remax. And, eno- and if enough leave, right. what is left? With the organization. Uh, you know, if I get the crystal ball and I'll, well, I'll ask the crystal ball. You know, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I can tell you on the short term, there should be some sort of settlement. And this is my opinion. Some, I'll just keep on repeating that. Uh, some sort of settlement. Get this thing over with as soon as possible. They went into a deal that they lost at $6 billion. So at the moment, $6 billion's on the table, Right. Believe it or not, compared to $300 billion, which is a potential lawsuit that's in the system that will take years to process, right? The, this one that got settled, this one that got, you, you know, that was on from 2019. This, this particular lawsuit that I've been personally following it since 2019. Before so, COVID. 
So, so if people are surprised by this, all of a sudden, where did this come from? You just weren't paying attention. It was there. It was in the system. There's, there's another one, by the way, that's supposed to hit, um, I believe, in the beginning of next year. That, if I remember the number correctly, is about $24 billion. And that's before it's trebled on it. Uh, so there are these lawsuits that are stacking up. They will continue to stack up. A bunch of really smart attorneys, and depending on your opinion of attorneys on this, it's a payday. You know, it, it's, it's low-hanging fruit. They're going to start doing this, and it's just going to snowball and snowball and snowball. I sent, a, I sent a, a meme to you of a picture of a snowball rolling down the hill, and we're beyond this point of no, no return. If I was in the, in the driver's seat, I'd start negotiating the hell out of this. I would have did it before the case got settled, but that, before it went to court. Follow-up question for you. Here's the follow-up question. Do what, the math. Six billion. My calculator doesn't go that high. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. My, my calculator can't compute those numbers. <laughs> I, I can't even say them. Yeah. Can your calculator compute those no, numbers? No, I can't. I yeah. can't. But maybe Siri can. <laughs> yeah. I, let's get ChatGPT out for that. ChatPT. That's my point. I love like ChatGPT. The, uh-huh. the exposure here could dissolve the association and or could cripple the association where the membership is such depleted that it loses its effectiveness. So if you're in Because this... the association's primary effective mo- yeah, so if you're process in... is lobbying. So if you were in this space that I'm in, this real estate thing we call real estate in it, you know, and I mentioned it on Monday and Woody's listening. And, uh, two years ago at the cardboard meeting, I made a statement. I tried to turn it into a motion. Didn't quite get too far. That car should be looking at, this was two years ago, should be looking at, and, and again, I, I don't want to get on, you know, me, me, me. I'm just saying, this, this shouldn't come as a surprise. I said, guys, we need to get in front of this and start working on the value proposition of, of car. They tried to work at Keith Davis, God love him, took, took on the committee. I don't Top know. broker at Nest? Absolutely. Uh, I don't know where it ever ended up because I, was, I, I came off the board on, on that end of it. But if, you, if you're in the space and this is news to you, shame on you. You should have been following it. But, or and... If you're doing your job, then it's, this is, there's nothing to see here. It's much like this election that we got to have. There's nothing to see here. Do your job. Explain to what, what you do and how you do it and what your value is, and that's it. And if you don't want to work for – if I don't want to work for Jerry for three eggs or two eggs or two and a half eggs or, or a chicken or a turkey or whatever the heck we want to call it, then I have that right to do that. That's why people get in this business. Christopher asked this question. What is the value that NAR provides its members? So um, I've been speaking about this forever, um, and I, I personally hope NAR doesn't go away because I love its statistics. I love what it does as far as the industry. We're about ready to get released a report somewhere in March about the, the trends of sale, the generational report that they do. I personally love that stuff. Uh, on it. So for me, that's the value I get out of it. And I would join just for that. I would stay in it just for that particular How much do you reason. pay NAR a year? I, have, I can't remember. I would be lying to you if I gave you a number. It's, 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 it's pretty, um, whatever it is, I, I, I can't remember. <coughs> so I, I'd be lying to you if it's, I told it's you. The, it's the data that you like? It's the data that I like, right? You know, but you know, we talked about this with, with, with Denise, right? So we're a little bit hard on NAR right now. Right, but let's think about back to 2020. If NAR wasn't here, or Virginia Realtors wasn't here, you guys would have been in lockdown. As a we would not have been working. Yeah. Right. And the people out there that captured great opportunities in 2021 at three percent or two percent, which actually I think they boxed themselves into a corner. But in any event, um, they would have not been able to do that. So you know, hats off to NAR. So we we might be, you know. We're a little hard on them right now. I think they made a huge mistake not to negotiate. Look, we're business people, right? It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. I would have negotiated to, to limit my exposure. It's and called hedging my, risk. It's hedging my I would have hedged my risk. But that's just me. That's what I would have done uh, on it. I'm not in the room. I'm not the guy making the decisions, the person making the decisions. But that's what sure as hell I would have done. Uh, Jennifer watching the program. She says this. I so very much 
love this show because of the transparency that Keith offers thank and you. the fact that he's willing to answer tough questions. So thank you to Keith. Okay. I, too, am wondering why the realtors pay to be in this organization. Yeah, um, you know, uh, it, 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 it was brought up two years ago. Please, please describe to the membership what the value proposition is. And I, other than what I like out of it and the lobbying of it to keep us doing there, um, you know, they need to do a better job about lobbying what or letting the general public know what we do for a profession. Look, at the end of the day, Jerry, it's the same conversation. We just had a conversation about the good Dr. Lisa Sturvent, and, and I'm happy to see that they're sending surveys out. It was based on a conversation her and I had some time ago. Uh, they're sending surveys out to all the transactions in, in the car footprint, right? So if you have a recent transaction, you should be getting a letter from, uh, an email from Bright. Please take that survey. It's super important because we're going to get great data. And she's going to show up the first week of uh, January in person to talk about this, this data, right? But, you know, car, NAR, VR, they do these great little advertisements and stuff like that. But... What is, the, what is the value proposition of me belonging to these organizations? Just explain it to me. I'm not a member of them. No, no, no. I'm just, that was a rhetorical yeah. question. That was a rhetorical question. I, 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 yeah. I see a lot less Valprop if they're going to well, 10x your dues. Yeah, well, you know, we don't know what that's going to be. We don't know how it's going to be. 40% of them peace out. But, they, but they, Jerry, they were peacing out, period. Yeah. So that's important to note out. Note, right? Six sometimes October to October because we're ahead of of the numbers. We've already did our numbers for October. Excuse me. Um, between October 2020 and October now, there was a 63% decrease in sales volume, 30% increase in in price. So regardless of this lawsuit, we're back. We're back into 2016 volume. And I'm not a smart guy. But if you go ahead and take a look at just from the volume of you sales. You are a smart guy. Okay. Well, I'm smart enough to look at simple stuff. So if you go ahead and look at the volume of agents in 2016. You, you guys don't have enough things to sell. That's what he's saying. No, but that's what our number is going to be. Yeah. It, it's, this isn't rocket science or brain surgery. You know, that's where it's going to go. It was going that way because of the dollar values, because of the lack of sales. And if you are in this industry and last year didn't plan for a 40% reduction in your volume of sales, you got some catching up to do. Um, we did. We, we hit our numbers. We projected 40% down, and that's about where we're, where we're going to be. And, again, this is not about me. It's not about Yona. It's just, it just if you didn't see the handwriting on the wall by the end of last year, um, you, you got some catching up to do. You got a lot of agents watching you here, Keith Smith. Oh, great. A lot uh, of agents watching the program. Yeah, yeah. So, look, if your agent's watching it, it's really simple. This is a great, great time. This is what we're doing with all our partners. This is a great time to go over your budgets, to go over your business plans. You know, if you made X, X dollars this year, pretty much, if you're, if you're good to go, that's about the amount you're going to make in 2024. You probably should budget for a little bit of a decrease in volume of sales into 2024. I know that's what we're doing in it. Start looking at your expenses. Cut your expenses down. We started that at the end of the year. We've cut it as far, beginning of this year. Cut it as low as we can go. So right now, we, the only thing that we can do is increase volume, increase sales on that, on that end of it. So back on the... On the um, lawsuit thing, or back on the decoupling, there's really nothing nor, and everybody's just going to do what they're going to do, and we just got to sit tight and watch and see what it happens. But here's an opportunity to increase your professionalism, increase your... Shout out to Michael Guthrie. He taught me this. I heard him say this years ago, and I stole it from him. Be, pay, be professional, be caring, and be trustworthy. So, brush up on your professionalism, be caring, and be trustworthy. This means you've got to do face-to-face conversations with people. You've got to sit down and have the tough conversations with them. And, and everything is going to be okay. This is from Carter. I saw in the news that interest rates are dropping. Yeah. Does Mr. Smith in, in, uh, consider or think that this is going to have an impact in the market the holiday season or beyond? 
So I think that little drop was just at that. It was just a little blip down. I think if you take a look at it now, it's kind of increased itself back up. I haven't looked at the 30-year um, as of this morning. Um, but, um, you know, just keep a track on your 10-year T-bill. 10-year uh, yield is down to 4. Point, looking at it right now, perfect timing, 4.56. Look, look at that. that. That's why we keep that on. <laughs> uh, it's down to 4.6. So as that yield goes down, your 30-year mortgage rate will go down because they're tied to one another. Um, I think the big thing to watch is what, yeah, what the Fed does in December, right? Because they've got one more meeting they before do. the end of the year. They do. And um, if things are tracking a certain way, um, uh, they may hold tight, and you may start seeing that 10-year yield drop even more. Uh, but look. This follow-up question is, is – let, let me get this out real quick because sure. I've said it a couple times. Since 1972, the average is 7.1%. So we're getting close. We're working our way close to the average. His follow-up question is, is the competition as significant as it was earlier in the year in the market? Ooh, yes and maybe no yes. Okay. Great question. We started this in the beginning of this year. Uh, micro locations will matter, right? Micro markets matter, right? So the where is going to matter. If you're in certain locations and this is where professionals will help you this is why i think our profession uh it, it will only get stronger regardless of what we just talked about for the first 15 20 minutes of the show um uh you know it's going to matter if you're out in some area that's that's doesn't have internet right doesn't have cell service right you're going to sit on the market for a while if you're downtown charlottesville and you're priced right uh it's you're probably not going to sit for a while, and you're going to get multiple offers. Uh, this right here from Jamie Turner. Good to see you, Jamie hey, uh, Turner, repping the pep. What's it like out there for Keith and his agents? Some listings getting a very long in the tooth in my neck of the woods, and a ton of price changes are happening. Yeah, well, so, so again, depends on the neck of the woods, right? Um, uh, Gordonsville, if I remember correctly. Is the mayor of Gordonsville? Yeah. And so, you, again, back to the location, right? So location is going to matter on that end of it. And defining the term long on the tooth, right? Um, there was a slide that we did a couple of shows ago that I took a look at all the, of the area, what the, and I'll try to pull that up so I can read the number, what the days on markets, uh, average and median days on market was going back, I believe, to 2003. Um, and... I think when we start getting to around 50 days, or that was the days I want. I'll look, I'll look that up real quick, uh, if you don't mind, Jerry, so I don't want to misquote a number here. I, I've literally got it at my fingertips. And let me go ahead and find Jamie, that. I asked that question. If you have a follow, please let us know. I'm also seeing uh, listings getting a little longer in the tooth and the days um, with the days on market yeah. and price adjustments happening. So I can, I can send this to Judah, but I don't want to do this to him. So there's a, and I'll, I'll post it on it. So there is a car footprint, single family detached homes, no new construction, average versus median days on market, 2003 to 2002. And this is as of 1025 is when we did, did the show. So it's going from 203 to 223. So right now, um, the median uh, days on market are seven. The average is 32. 32. The median average from 2003, now keep in mind that keeps in the time of great unpleasant to now is 43, 43 point so, so is 43 days on market. So the, the average, so the median is only at seven. So we're a long way away. But when you start taking a look at micro locations, when you start getting closer to these 40 days on market, that's when I think you're going to see this pendulum and that market swing from a seller's to potential, excuse me, from a buyer's. Let me do this again. From a seller's to a buyer's, a buyer's, buyer's market. So micro markets matter. If we're saying. I think we're a long way away from I was about the to say, if you're saying. Yeah. If you're saying. Median 14 days on the market is long in the tooth. I, I have no comprehension of that because I remember, because I've been in this for way longer than six two, plus months. Uh, yeah, I've been in this long before. Two, if you take a look at, at two, just to go back to 2015, which isn't that far long ago, it was 45 days on market. Median, not average, median, <coughs> right? We're at seven. Right. But 
our volume of sales are 15 and 16, and we've been talking about this for a while. We're not, so you might end up seeing days on market start creeping up in the next, but we're like so long away from that, Jerry. I think that was a great, great analysis, and I thousand percent agree with you. <laughs> I do not think the uh, the pendulum is swinging anytime soon no, no, no. to a buyer's well, market. And, and we kicked the show off anytime with, soon. We kicked the show off with the, the elections, right? Look, it's going to be more of the same, right? Uh, we're not. We gonna, got government throttling inventory. We're not going to get any more values throttling inventory. Yeah. The golden handcuffs of rates secured during the pandemic throttling inventory. You got small builders, even medium-sized builders, not building for so fear convers- of debt service. So this conversation I had with the listing we took yesterday, uh, I took yesterday on that, um, and you know, they, I was asked, so why is inventory so low? And it's, it's multiple things, but it's basically three things, and you just touched on one of them. We're in about a 14-year slump of new construction. So basically for the last 14 to 15 years, we've not been able to produce enough units. The second thing is, depending on what you look at, uh, 70%, 80% have below 4% or 3% or somewhere along that. So there's, a, there's 70 to 80% of people that own homes because they refinanced them at that point in time, right? And if you could turn the clock back a little bit, that three or four percent probably only should have been available for purchases. Refi should have been higher. That's just my opinion on that. Um, yeah, it's, it's just we talked about this. That that three percent is probably the worst thing. One of the worst things that happened to our market because we've got no inventory. But the most important thing is people staying in homes longer for ten years. So we got people staying in a home for ten years. No, no new homes are getting built. And oh, by the way, there's. 70 or 80 percent, depending on what number you want to talk to, they've got a three or four percent mortgage that if they don't have to move, they ain't moving. So, guess what? Inventory is going to stay low for a long time. This is a good question, right here. Which micro markets are still hot right now, Keith? A follow up from Carter and yeah. a similar question being asked by Doug. Got it. So, we talked about this a couple of few times. The market is, I think, the hot markets are going to turn into a pear shape, right? So the closer you are to Charlottesville, that 5% urban ring, right? It's the closer you get to Charlottesville, and there's going to be a little poke up that goes to the other side of the mountain, Waynesboro, Augusta County, that kind of thing. That's where the market is. There's a little bit of a bump out on the, as you're looking at the pair on the right-hand side that will encompass Greene County. But so you're going to be having the city of Charlottesville, kind of Lake Monticello towards... The, the, the city of Charlottesville bump a little bit out to Standardsville, that kind of area, and then loop itself back up to the other side of the mountain and come down. That is the overall area. Within that area, there are mar- micro-markets that are going to work. Like Lake Monticello right now, if you've got a home price right, it's going to move off the shelf pretty darn fast uh, on it. Uh, Jamie Turner has this comment. This home in my neighborhood sold all day for 600000 a few months ago. It now is 75 days on market and a price decrease of 30000 He said so many more like this around him. Charlottesville will be fine, but the outer areas will be yeah. in a very, very vulnerable position at these rates. I think that's what I'm trying to say. When you've got to take a look at it, and this is why you need a trusted advisor and a professional to go ahead and do this. And generally, it's been my experience for three and a half decades, sellers come to the realization of the current market way slower than buyers do. Buyers get it really quickly. Sellers don't because what they'll do is they'll go, okay, well, Jamie, six months ago or 12 months ago, sold his house for... $50,000 over asking price, well, then I can get $50,000 over his price. Well, that's not where the market is. The market is some different number, and you need a trusted advisor to go ahead and do that. So back to this buyer broker, back to this decoupling, we're used to having these uncomfortable conversations with, with sellers in particular, like, okay, Jamie, Love you, but this is where the market is right now. It's not six months ago. This is where, where the, mar- the market is. Or we've done this numerous times. Hire Woody and say, okay, Woody. You Woody know, Fincham, Fincham and Associates. Yeah, go ahead 
and do a, a, a market analysis for us and and you know that'll tell us what the market is. Roger Voisinet, thank hey, you kindly Roger. for watching and interacting with the program. I'm curious your thoughts on any of this, Roger Voisinet. We should get you back on the program. Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, his brokerage, Remax, got out of. So so let's let's set uh, let's set the stage on that, right? Yeah. Out of NAR, right? So the so the corporate. Yeah. Parent company. Corporate. Right. Got out of NAR, and it gave the ability. To its franchisees, if it wishes to get out, it can get out. I don't know how many have done it, don't know how many haven't done it, but the, the mere fact that, oh boy, the mere fact, I'm reading your body language there, the mere fact that corporate said we're out of NAR, there's two things it's, it's done, by the way, what it said at, at the corporate level, Jerry. It said, I'm out of NAR, and oh, by the way, you don't have to comply with the ethics standard, right? Once you you know, you have to get out of NAR to go ahead and do this. But, yeah, they, 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 uh, they did that. And Redfin did it. Right. Redfin's a little different, though. Redfin is an employee, a W-2 model, not a commission model. Right? So they're kind of different. Um, John Blair, welcome to the broadcast. We love when you watch the program. He's appreciating the commentary over on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, jump in the mix. Twitter, jump in the mix. Yeah, he's a lawyer. So what does he think about this from his perspective, right? You know, he, this is what he does for a living. You know, what, what, what does he think the... Uh, more of, a, the more likely... of an attorney that manages municipalities. Yeah, but he's an attorney, though. He knows the yeah. law. Knows it much more than I do, that's for sure. John is an extremely intelligent individual. Mm -hmm. and, one a, of our and, most and a great communicator. And a great guy. Absolutely a great guy. Um, this question is coming to the feed here. Does uh, Keith expect any locality to get any more inventory than there is out there right now? So the answer is yes. Right, so Green, we've been talking about this for a while. Keep your eye on Green County, right? Green County has, depending on, on who you talk to over there, anywhere between a thousand and eighteen hundred um, site, you know, approved lots that are either going into site plan process or potentially can go into site plan process. So. There, there are these approved lots that are sitting there out in space somewhere that now needs to go through the site plan process. And so you'll start seeing things uptick in, in green. I, I'm aware of, uh, you know, within the next 12 to 36 months, at least 1,000 that are going to be start hitting the market in drips and pieces, right? There's a couple of projects that are in the, in the construction phases. There's a couple of projects in the site plan phases. And then there are some that are going to enter in the site plan phase very shortly that will be large, large numbers uh, in it. So over the course of maybe closer to five years, uh, you'll zero in five years, you're going to start seeing inventory hitting it. And this you're going to start seeing attached inventory hitting Green County next year. Uh, some first second quarter that it attached single family attached for sale townhomes for sale which that market has never had up until now um this is an interesting uh question a follow-up from carter how does this impact the rental market so what is this now i think he's talking probably rates and the uh the uh throttled inventory well i i, I think nationwide you're going to start seeing Rents going down, that's everything I'm reading, but not in our marketplace. You know, there's just, just no inventory. There's just, it's just the, the, the rents are going to continue to go up. You know, look, um, if I own a home, if I'm in a fiscal position, and we talked about this forever, if I'm in a fiscal position right now, and I'm in a townhome, I've got a client right now that's doing this, they're building a new home in, in Crozet. The other home that I helped them buy two and a half, three years ago, they're retaining it and they're leasing it out and they're moving it. Now they are fiscally in the position to do that, right? And so they're renting out a house. So that, not, so that house is also adding to the lack of inventory because they're holding on to it, right? But keep an eye on Green County. You're going to see some I, – I, I, I can tell you there's, a, there's, a, um, there's some – Subdivisions that are in the excavation side of it, the horizontal side of it, soon to go to vertical, that will include attached products. Interesting question right here. This market most resembles which for Keith? Oh. Year, year standpoint, time standpoint. Wow, great question. 
Um, depends on the what. As far as volume goes of sales, we're 2015, 2016. Okay. So if you want to look at what 2024 volume of sales are going to do, as we did on the show the other day, look at that. I've got it right in front of me. 2016 car footprint, Augusta, Buckingham, the cities of Waynesboro, Stanton, including all types of properties, single family attached, detached, condos. I just got a text. I'm talking too fast. Condos. I don't think you're talking too fast. <laughs> My wife said, slow down. Okay. <laughs> too much coffee. It's uh, doing ex- a great job. Ex- 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 existing in new construction. October... Year to date, January 1 to October 31st, there was 4,328 homes sold in 2016. October 31st this year, same footprint, 4,389. That's pretty damn close. And we called this in the beginning of this year. You did? Look at 16. You did? Here's the difference. 16, we were at 280K. This is the average sales price. We're now at 484. That's quite a difference. 200K up. From 2016. Seven years. <coughs> Eight years, actually, because you've got to count this whole year. Oh. Eight years when you count this entire year. That's a pretty dramatic appreciation. Yeah. So the question was, because I got on a sidetrack. Which uh, this market resembles yeah, which it. time frame the most, yeah, Ricky? Got it. So um, volume of sales, 2016. Appreciation and value. Probably something closer to what you would see between 16, 17, 18, and 19. So just to, just to look at this, the value, percentage value increase between 16 and 19, we went from 288 to 309, right? So you're going to start, and then 309 to 327, that's in 18. Oh, no, oh, 2019, 330, so it was only a couple thousand. So you're going to see, I think, in 2004, 24, 25, 26, single-digit year-over-year increases, not triple-digit year-over-year. Excuse me, double-digit, apologize. Double-digit year-over-year. But look to the 80s. I think this is going to be a lot like the 80s. Explain. So um, interest rates were insanely high. Those who watch the show know how much I paid for my first time. 18%. So we're not going to go there. Okay. But it's going to be higher than what everybody is used to, which is this 3%, which was an unrealistic expectation, an unrealistic number. You're going to see somewhere between the 5 and 7% number. And values are going to decrease at this single-digit, low single-digit percentage year over year. So, look, it's a great time to buy a house because it's not going to go backwards. It's just going to go up. It's just not going to go up by 10 or 12%. It's going to go up by 3 to 6%, which, by the way, is normal. It's right. the historical normal. Inventory isn't going to get better, so that means your value is going to go up. We also had an inventory issue in the 80s, right? There just wasn't a lot of homes available. The last time, and I said this on Monday, great thing about NAR, right? Picked up the phone, had Dr. Lutz and Dr. Yoon, chief economist and chief statistician for NAR, I asked him a question. When was the last time inventory was this low and demand was this high? And it was after World War II. So we haven't seen a market like this since after World War II. Just think about that. That's bananas. We haven't seen that. So I hope I didn't answer the question. Oh, you answered it fantastically. Here's the toughest question I'm going to ask you. How does Keith Smith navigate the... uh ever-changing market over some pasta over a cocktail what does him and uh what does keith and his beautiful wife yona do this is a g-rated show <laughs> I'm keith. you knew i was going to do that I do. I know you nobody well. commented we're wearing the same color i shirt, don't think the, the viewers and listeners had an idea but i know you well enough to know that this is a g yeah you handle that well yeah uh you, you know how, how how do you how, here's a different i'll rephrase it a different let way. me answer it yeah you know how we handle it my version of ABC. What's my version of ABC? Always be closing? Nope. What's always be chatting? Always be communicating. Always be communicating. Right? Okay. So we're always communicating. We're always talking. We're always discussing this. I, I got asked a question, and I don't know how many people are watching because you keep a track of that. Um, so I just sit here and talk. Yeah. Um, 
Bill McChesney's giving you props. Thank you, Bill. I was asked a question by somebody who watched the Monday show. Okay. And I will remain nameless. Can't understand why I do this. In the business or out of the business? In the business. Okay. And, yeah. and generally, and this is coming from the heart, yeah. generally when I get asked by people in the business why I do this, they usually follow it up as, well, how much money have you made off of it? Okay. Well, we have, a, have an idea on that. And my, my answer to that is, then you don't understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Okay. So what I'm doing, what I'm doing is it makes me a better agent every day. It makes me a better in my job because I now have to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm forced to do this because I have to sit here and have a conversation with you or a guest or whatever. Yeah, actually, Woody Fincham and Denise Ramey. I need to actually understand what the hell I'm talking about. So that's why I do it. This makes me better at what I do so I can serve my clients better to achieve their goals and their objectives. That's why I do this. If you go ahead and break it down into numbers, then you're just missing the whole reason why we do this. So, so that's what we do. We communicate, we talk, how you get through this. It's also how do you get through losing everything you have to doing very well. How do you do that? You be honest, transparent, and you just tell it like it is. And you treat people right. And you never think about the money. You think about taking care of Jerry and his family. And guess what happens? The money follows it. Follows it. Yeah, I know you don't like this. I'm a pretty simple guy. It's pretty simple to do this. It doesn't require rocket science to do it. You just got to be open, honest, transparent, and communicate um, with folks. I'll and throw, they'll, they'll receive it well. I'll throw this follow-up to you. Uh, Time for a lozenger. Uh, Woody says they run and ride bicycles. Is that, is that what we're calling it now, Woody? Uh, here, here's the follow-up <laughs> question. Here's, I had a very different thing. We, a follow-up we, question with empathy. Okay. Ooh. Here's an empathetic follow-up question. Ooh. From you? Yes. Thank you, sir. How is the, uh, I'm, you know, I'm mindful. You're my friend. You're inner circle here. How is the, uh, how's, what's, how's the level of stress out there? This is going to be really arrogant. Yeah. I have no, no stress. No stress. How about for others? Huge. Others? Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Yeah. Ready? Huge. 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 Okay. Yeah, because they, they, I'm choosing, going to choose my words carefully. Here. Do whatever you want. It's real talk with Keith Smith. What am I going to celebrate on Friday? Uh, the Marine Corps, your Marine Corps birthday. That's right. I get to get two birthdays a year. How lucky am I? You know, fear is a, debel- is a, is a horrible thing. Now, you should be respectful. You should, you should respect fear or respect something that could negatively impact you, but don't be afraid of it, right? Embrace it. Adapt and overcome. That's a Marine Corps terminology. Adapt and overcome. You're constantly adapting and overcoming. And how do you adapt and overcome? You just face the issue in front of you. And you just deal with it and you move forward. Woody Fincham says this. Appreciate you, Woody. He says, the stress is lower than it should be among many of those out there because they have their head in the sand right now. So it's, it's, I love Woody. I'm not going to disagree with him. One shot him real quick if you could because he's going to say something good here. Thanks for the pressure, buddy. <laughs> so, I, you know, you're, you're, you're um, maybe yes, maybe yo, yes. You yeah, no, yes. You're kind of half, half right. I think prior to this, prior to this losing this lawsuit, thousand percent. I was constantly getting told, why am I talking about this for? Constantly. About the lawsuit? Constantly. Yeah. Why am I talking about this? Now why everyone am I realizes talking, you did it right. Why am I talking about this? Why am I spending time on this? Why yeah. am I focusing on, on this type of thing, um, on that end of it? Prior to that, a lot of people just put their head in the sand. It's not necessarily put their head in the sand. They just haven't taken the time to inform themselves. We just went through an election, right? You know, people should inform themselves before they vote for who they're going to vote for, right? I would hope that's what people do. So at the end of the day, um, that's that. Now what has happened 
is now everybody realizes that now they're pulling their head out of the sand. Not which, everybody. There's a bunch of people that still got their they got their head in the sand. Um, but you know, like if you've got your head in the sand on this, and if you don't think this is going to impacts the wrong word, it's just going to change. Adapt and overcome. United States Marine Corps. Just adapt and overcome. And at the end of the day, if you were really doing your job, if you were, I got in trouble for saying this too. Um, if you just do the things that you should be doing as a professional, there is no reason to be afraid. There's zero reason to be afraid. Zero. What is there to be fearful of? Okay, the worst thing that could happen is I got to pay more for dues for NAR. But what could possibly happen if I don't know how to communicate my value, how I get paid, and what I got to bring? I I'm excited to do that, Jerry. I want to tell you what I do for a living. I want to tell you how I get compensated and how I'm going to help you with one of the three requirements. There you go, buddy. One, you knew I was going to work that <laughs> so in, didn't you? You knew fantastic. I was. You knew I was. You're doing a great job. One of these three requirements. Jerry, I've been doing it for five years. Do you think I'd get better at it no, sooner or later? you're fantastic. One of the three requirements for a trip around the sun. It's shelter. The other is food and clothing. How freaking awesome is that? That I get to help, that, help somebody with that. I can't wait to talk to people about that stuff. This man's good people. Keith Smith, guys. Real talk with Keith Smith. Um, he's a realtor. He's a realtor, and he's the guy <laughs> to help you navigate this process. Um, I'll close with there's a lot, this. There's a lot of good people out there. To do What's that? the advice that you would give a new agent? If not even just a new agent, someone that's five years or less in this game. To me, that's a new agent. Okay, five years or less in the game we call. If real you estate. haven't been in this business for for that, to me, you're a new agent because five years ago. What year was five years ago? One, 18. two, three, four. It was 19. Oh, yeah. You're counting this year. I count this year, right? Because we're at month number 10, so you might as well count it. Okay. So that's in 2019. If you haven't been in the business since 2016, you've never seen inventories like, you know, volume of sales like this before. So it's a reset button. Get educated. Talk to your broker. Talk to your team leader. Talk to your mentor, your coach, whoever, you know, get somebody that's been in around the business a little bit longer and say, so tell me how to navigate this. And it's really not that complicated, right? Get your buyer broker agreement signed up, discuss. It's very clear. I got a copy of it in front of me. It tells you what my role is, what your role is, and how I get paid. It's not that complicated, right? And then go do your job. On the seller side, the same thing. You know, if the conversation comes up, be prepared to have that conversation. Now, look, we're going in. I did an interview for um, RIS Media yesterday. Okay. Um, That's big time. I actually did two. One for Pearl and one for, which is an awesome sponsor. And thank you for sponsoring. Love Pearl I, certification. I did two interviews. One for Pearl. Yeah. And one for RIS Media. Talk about this very topic we're talking about and what I expect at December market in the first quarter market to be like. If you're in the real estate space right now, things are slow, let's face it, right? Hopefully you've got enough cash saved up somewhere that you can navigate the next several months. If you do, you're in good shape on it. Now's the time, focusing on your CRM, focus on your relationships, focus on learning how to talk on the, on the buyer broker end of it, talk about how to deal with it, start honing your skills. This is the perfect time to do that because guess what? These two lines you and I have been looking at, the volume of sales and the price, it's just going to keep on crossing. The volume is going to go down a little bit on it for a while. Uh, price is going to go up. Take advantage of this time and get your skills honed on it. Get your business plan, your budgets, all, whatever it is that you need to do to increase your professionalism and your skills, now's the time to do that. It should have been six months ago or a year ago or whatever, but damn it, now is the time to do this and take advantage of the slow time. Get your head out of the sand and start getting some education. This is the guy that I would want as a team leader, Keith Smith. What'd you put in these? <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> I got goosebumps. If you're five years or under in this game, I'd, I'd want a team leader like Keith Smith. So it's even more difficult for the people that have been in it for a long time. 
Yeah, because change is hard. Change is hard. Trust yeah. me. Uh, my, my needle's past 6-0, right? Getting ready to click off the next year here pretty quickly. I will tell you, because I frustrate, frustrate you all the time. Not really. I do, right? You know, I, 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 when you reach a certain age, you move a little bit slower on change, and you move a little bit slower on stuff. It's just the way life is on it. And my priorities have changed, right? You know, if I got a text right now to come down to Richmond to go see my granddaughter on it, I'd be looking at how to reschedule my day to go do that. Because my priorities have changed on that end of it. But if you're in the space, let's not focus on let's not focus on what's gonna happen at NAR, what might happen at NAR, and how all this kind of great stuff. Let's focus. Um, you play squash. I, I run marathons. I'm, this weekend, I'm doing 212-mile bike rides back-to-back, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Um, it was, you awesome folks gave me $1,000 to help prevent veteran suicide. Do you know how you do two, uh, 222 miles in two days? Mental fortitude. One mile at a time. There you go. Don't think about, if you're on mile 10 don't, or 12, don't think about or 22, because my math is easier this way. Don't think about the 200 miles that get to come. Think about that 23rd mile, the 24th mile. Focus on what's in front of you on it, um, and you will get through it. So right now, focus what's in front of you. Hone your skills. Talk to Woody. How can I be better at valuation? Talk, whatever it is that you think you need to do, you better start doing it. Goosebumps. Ooh. Good job. Thank you. This is the guy that you want representing you in the home buying and selling process and experience. Keith Smith, been in the game since 1987. I'm excited about Friday. Andy Zeman. Andy Zeman. We might have a surprise guest. Hopefully, Jerry can help us with that. I'll help see him tomorrow morning. On that, a little, um, a little show uh, information. There will be no show on Monday. Okay. Because I will be sitting in a freaking jacuzzi. Somewhere. Oh. So I just finished riding 212, 222 miles. I'm, I think I'm going to take the day off. Okay. On, no, you got Monday. that there, J-Dubs. There you go. Uh, Real talk with Keith Smith, guys, on the I Love Seville Network. We're very grateful for you watching the uh, show, and uh, we appreciate your support. Find the show archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Pull down the partners tab to support those Pull folks. Pull down the partners tab. We would not be able to do this without them. The show is archived at realtalkwithkeysmith.com, and the I Love Seville show is up in approximately 60 minutes. Thank you kindly for joining us. So long, everybody. Ooh, those lozenges made the difference. Oh.